Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I always think he's saying, I got my peaches out in Georgia. And it just sounds like did. somebody in college, like, I got my peaches out in Georgia. It was a fun summer. Metaphors, Bradley. Metaphors. Metaphors. I know. I know. Is that a drug reference? No, it's a peaches. Peach emojis. Oh. Uh-huh. What? I don't know. I'm, I'm too, too old. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show. I thought he was talking about peach because, you know, Georgia's come from or peaches come from Georgia. So if you're going to get peaches, get them in Georgia. If you get your weed, you go to California. But but what do you think the peach emoji looks like? I know what that is. So you're saying he gets his. (laughs) Justin Bieber didn't go to the co-op in Georgia and pick up a box of peaches. Well, he's missing out, man. Fresh peaches from Georgia. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the one o'clock hour. That is our second hour of the Colleen and Bradley show on this beautiful Friday afternoon. Peaches or not, no peaches. Uh, I'm just going to stop before I stick my foot in my mouth and tell you that I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Grant is along. And we have a question for you today. And the question has nothing to do with peaches unless it's fake peaches. Because the question is, what is your favorite fake food <laughs> imitation crab velveta you know that american processed cheese food mm-hmm. yeah turkey bacon i love that you put turkey bacon in there impossible don't even get me started on turkey bacon me too. <laughs> impossible burgers what is your favorite fake food 651-641-1071 grant feel free to just jump in whenever sounds good and uh holly you might be asking why we're asking. Well, why are we asking this question, Bradley? Because I love <laughs> imitation crab. <laughs> You're not alone. A lot of people do. I love a good six-inch Subway seafood sensation. Oh. Mm. oh. <laughs> so, so Supermoon Buffet has this dish. Oh, love the Supermoon. I'm so, oh my gosh. Right up the old Fuddrockers right there. Yes, I am long overdue. And now that we've begun to reemerge back into the world, I cannot wait for my first trip back to Supermoon. Me too. Because they have the most disturbing dish that I love and everybody gives me crap for when we go. It's this like warm seafood salad covered in cheese. Oh. I Holly, you would judge me. You You would judge me, and I don't care. (laughs) I just, I'm not judging you. I'm judging the food. Yeah, no, I know. Why, why put those things together? Now, I didn't realize until Bradley, you told me this before we started the show that imitation crab actually has real 
animal in it. Yeah, it's it's actually based on something that's very common. Like I remember in Japan, they've got this fish cake, and I forget the name of it, but it's it's kind of the same thing. But here in the United States, we call the version of that um, imitation crab, um, and you'll see it like in those sticks. You know, mm-hmm. they look kind of like. Like mozzarella sticks, they look like string cheese sticks. Yeah, with a little yeah. red dye in there. Exactly. <laughs> but to your, but to the the point you just made, Holly, it's actually made out of fish. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it's you know some sort of you know lab created. Although I'm sure there was a laboratory involved, um, it is essentially a real thing. It's just made to look like a a more unavailable thing. It's delicious nonetheless. Oh, it's Whatever so good, it looks man. Like, but... Dip it in butter, put some mayonnaise on it. I am there. <sighs> anyway, that got me thinking, because I saw this article about this um, this particular brand of imitation crab that people are like going crazy for, and I was like, oh, I just want to I just want to snack on some imitation crab, and I was like, I think there's something that everybody is drawn to, even though if you were to describe it to me, I would be like, I don't think that's a good thing. But it is good. Like Velveeta. Yeah. Oh, Velveeta. You're not alone on the imitation crab. Chris is here, and he just kind of ha- he shares the same love for the imitation crab as you do. All right. Hey, Chris. You love the imitation crab, too? Oh, yeah. I, I sure do. Um, uh, years ago, my mom would make um, a macaroni salad with um, the crab meat, oh, uh, imitation crab. She put onion, you know, diced onions, and um, I think the like sugar peas. Oh sure. Um, and she made a special um, uh, dressing. Uh, yeah, it, uh, salad dressing. Sure. With, uh, Miracle Whip and that. Anyway, um, when she first introduced this to our our menu mm-hmm. for the family, we thought imitation. We thought imitation crab. What? Yeah. You know, what's this all about? <laughs> but um, I ended up just loving it. And when I moved away from home, I would make that same recipe, and I just thoroughly love it. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you, Chris. Thank you so much for yeah, your call. Thank you. I um, You're Holly, uh, uh, college was where I fell in love with the the subway seafood sensation, and most of my friends would give me uh, their own sensation for being attracted to this particular food item. And that sensation was probably a side eye. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Or a stinky side eye. Oh, like, mm. how dare you put that in your mouth? We we have Carol with us, and she has a good idea, I guess, for imitation crab for oh, you. So we oh, can God, go it's Carol. imitation crab chats. Enablers to Bradley. Imitation crab sensation. What's your wonderful idea? I, is it me? Yes, <laughs> it's you. Okay. Um, I take imitation crab and you take Jimmy's dill dip. Okay. It makes the best dip. Everybody asks for the recipe and it's embarrassing. Okay. Okay. So it's literally just the dill dip, Jimmy's dill dip, and you mix in pieces of, like, you chop up the imitation crab. You chop crab. up the, the imitation crab. And it is wonderful. You can put it on sandwiches. You can put it on crackers. And I... I went. I found it out at. Um, they were giving samples out at Sam's Club. Huh? Oh, who knew? Oh, I know. But the Jimmy's Dill Dip. All right. That's what you need, and you will really like it. I promise. It, it sounds. I love Dill Dip, so I'm. I'm all in. All right. Thank you for that suggestion. Jimmy's Dill Dip with a little imitation crab, Holly. I'm thinking uh, maybe a cheat day Friday experience. Hey, uh, okay. 
Holly Holly's not sold. Day. She's not, not sold. You know, is there I'm a fake really food sold. item that uh, that tickles your fancy, your fake fancy? Well, there's a lot of them. One of them that I was like, oh, yeah, this is totally a fake food. It's all the pancake syrups oh, that yes. we grew up with. Yes. that is not real maple syrup. I grew up with log cabin syrup. Oh, sure. And when you read the label, they don't mention ma- maple at all because they can't because it's not in there. It's original yeah. syrup because the first time that I had actual... Were you like grossed go- out the first time you had real maple syrup? Yes, I was like, what is this trash? It is not log cabin. <laughs> why, is it so, why is it so liquidy? Yeah. It's so watery. I wanted to have that thick consistency to get in all the crevices exactly. of my Lego. And you wanted to Ego. have that disturbingly faux buttery sugar smell, right? Yes, yes. That can only be achieved with corn syrup. Right, and food time. Oh, oh. I loved that, too. Ours was uh, Mrs. Butterworth. I Ooh. can taste and mm. smell Mrs. Butterworth right now. That sounds inappropriate. Um, Grant, uh, fake I'm, food item? Uh, my fake food item is Kraft Cheese Singles. I love oh, cheese, yeah. but I can go with a Kraft Cheese Single any day of the week. Do you ha- like? Do you keep them in the house? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, always. We have our nice, normal, you know, your fancy cheeses, but you can't go wrong. Fancy with cheese. Your fancy cheeses, aka I, real cheese. Yeah, real <laughs> cheese, but I, actual cheese. Me, it, my one of my favorite dishes. It's from a kid from when I was a kid. Was just a bologna sandwich with a little Kraft cheese on it, and that's oh. it. Oh yeah. yeah. Do, don't you just like? I just want to have the experience, and I'm sure there are plenty of YouTube videos of like just you know like sharing things that we grew up with that we just take for granted as the normal thing mm-hmm. with cultures and countries aka most of the rest of the world who's like what is that and why would you even think you know like we think fancy cheese is or you know cheese is fancy yes but that's only because we grew up eating blocks of Velveeta, right? And in the rest of the world, they just ate cheese. Right. And then when you had a slice of cheese that wasn't a slice of cheese, a Kraft original sliced cheese, you were like, well, what is this? What is this, this weird or, thing? Why does it smell? The first time having actual whipped cream instead of cream. Oh, yes! <laughs> yes, I remember You're like, too. why does it separate? I don't know about this. I'm not sold. <laughs> oh, we got one more call if we want to Perfect. take it. Perfect. Let's quick. take it. Who do we got? Patty. Patty is on the line. Is this Cookie Patty? Yes. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. What's your favorite Hi. fake food? I thought somebody would do this already. Anything by Little Debbie. Oh. Like beaver cake? Oh, God. Yum. Wait, did you say beaver cake? Zebra cake. Oh, zebra cake. I was like, I don't remember the beaver cake. <laughs> of course you wouldn't, Bradley. Thank you. Wow. No, zebra cakes, man, I am all about it. Oh, little Debbie. Well, go to Menards and they have a stand right by the checkout. And I swear, there are days where I'm like, I just, I got to do it. I got to do it. Yes. And you know what the best thing is? I bet those are the ones. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, Patty. And Mm -hmm. you know you're like a real... Like, we had a little Debbie closet when I was growing up. Like, we had the closet where my mom tried to hide the little Debbies and I would find them. Um, (laughs) I remember it had carpeting in our closet. And I would go in there every day after school and eat half the box. Um, But... (laughs) When you happen upon a gas station that has the full-size little Debbies... Isn't that like you hit the lottery? Right? Oh, yes. Like the oatmeal cream pie that's like twice the size of the one you get in the box? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's the heft of it. Oh. I mean, it like weighs a pound at the, at the gas station. What's your favorite but, little Debbie? Oh, boysies. Um, you could only have one for the rest of your life, Patty. Oh, don't. Bradley. <laughs> 
It's not real. Oh, golly. I'm going to go with the zebra cake, but the close second is the peanut butter crunch bar wafer oh, thingy. That so is a deep, that's a deep track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know my little Debbie. Yeah, you do. I mean, but then the other one is the, their fake ho-ho. Oh, yeah, the Swiss rolls. Swiss, Swiss cakes. Roll. Yeah. yeah. And hostess is good. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm never going to diss a hostess. No, right. but to me, they're ne- just, it's never they're different. the same. Yeah, no. they're they different. are different. And you know mm-hmm. what? The hostess little mini donuts, I think, are better than the little Debbie attempt at those. I am with you. All right. I don't oh, allow it. Minis. Well, oh. we can get together and have little Debbie talk. Yes, we'll have a little <laughs> Debbie party. I hope little Debbie's listening. They can cater hey, because girl. I would like my nutty bars. <laughs> And, have a great weekend, uh, Thank you. Bye, you too, Patty. Patty. And thanks to everybody who called about fake food. I feel like we could do this for days. But when we come back, we have to eat some real fake food. I forget, actually, what the fake... F- oh, no, I know. We've got a special treat for uh, Cheat Day Friday, and we'll do that when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Good afternoon. Welcome back. I hope you're hungry here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. We are. We're about to put some things in our mouth. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts. Usually things are coming out of our mouth. Uh, Grant is along for the ride today. And it's time, because it's Friday, for a little cheat day. Dirty, rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. Oh, thanks for asking what we're eating today, you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, what are we eating today? Oh, my God. Thanks for asking. Yeah. So um, every Friday, for those of you who don't know, and by the way, um, you can always catch our cheat day experience on the YouTube's. And uh, this week, uh, or I should say, we try new things each and every week. Usually snack food, fast food, like new fun fangled food experiences. Anything that's indulgent. Exactly. Things that we don't normally eat. And this week, Holly, Grant, we are trying something called Muddy Buddies Pretzel Bites. I've already torn open the bag, so I apologize if it looks like a hot mess. But... um, if have you guys ever had Muddy Buddies in general? Oh yeah, those are kind of a summertime baking classic. Muddy Buddies aren't they usually the Chex Mix and then the chocolate and the powdered sugar? Yeah, so, so I think chow. here we would call yeah, it puppy, puppy chow. chow. Yeah. Um, but General Mills, like you can go buy it, and it's called um, I think it's just called Muddy Buddies or some kind of mix thereof. But they have these pretzel bites, and these are it's that sort of puppy chow experience, not actual dog food um which is kind of a weird thing to you know make people think about when you're creating a snack food but anyway we're not gonna argue about that um they are like powdered sugar coated pretzel bites uh with a cookie and cream dusting and i'm not sure if there's like something in the pretzel i already got a beef with these Uh oh what's your beef Look at how small I they did, are. They are very tiny. Look they, they look like toppings. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. For your froyo, they look like a cereal, like a cocoa puff, right? I thought they were going to be. Like the pretzel, cho- uh, excuse me, peanut butter filled pretzels yes. that you get at Trader Joe's. Yes. Oh, those are so I thought good. they were going oh. to be giant, so I was rather excited about this treat, Bradley. But now I'm looking at these and it's sad. It looks like there's a bunch of little <laughs> Well, rocks. that just means we get to eat more. Yeah, just a handful instead of singles. All right, so I don't know what's going to be inside. I will tell you. Well, uh, let's try. <laughs> um, put, them in, put them in your mouth. Crunch away. This is the cookies and cream flavored, and I know they have... They stink. There's nothing inside. Oh, my God. I'm really Holly sad. Holly is bitter. I am. <laughs> No, I'm only, I'm not bitter. I thought there was going to be something inside. It's that my expectations have been ruined. I had oh an God. expectation of this being a completely different experience. Now I did too. I thought they were going to be like cream filled or something. Yeah. yeah. Now that being said, not bad. I ingested a singular bite. What do you think, Grant? I'm with her. The singular bite at first wasn't as hot, but now that I've had three or four... It's gaining some uh, some real momentum here with you. You're me. gonna have to do the, like stuff handfuls in your mouth. Yeah, let's just go with the old palm. Because I will say, you know what it tastes like to me? It tastes like if you took a pretzel rod and diced it and then <gasps> covered it in powdered sugar. Well, that's probably what they did. I mean, this was probably like in consumer product development. Hey, we got all this leftover pretzel. What are we gonna do with it? Well, cover it in sugar. Well, take all the fun out of it, Holly. I, well, we have me. all this leftover pretzel. Let's just put some sugar on it. I don't mind it. I mean, I would eat them, but here's here's the problem. My hands. Yep. <laughs> I hate having to do that thing with well, our hands, especially in the last year. A little dusty. I have tried to avoid things that I don't have to lick my hands with. Oh, please don't ever do that. I used to. I mean, didn't you like sort of like pull the cheese off your fingers from Cheetos? No, I actually, I have a huge uh, phobia of that one. Oh. And this is get this guy. So during the pandemic, I roll up over to uh, Shake Shack and I'm just waiting for my to go thing. And this guy's got his Shake Shacks Shake Shack. Excuse me, sauce all over his hands, and he looks at it like he's about to make love with his hands, sitting across from his girlfriend, and just yeah, no, every single one that. of them. And from afar, I'm like, what are you doing? First of all, the sounds disgusting. Pandemic, forget about you that. You and Dawn should get together. She's oh. got food sound issues. Yeah. Oh, well, chewing? isn't it food words? Well, for Dawn, it's specifically food words. Yes. Yeah. No, it's chewing. That is me. a private experience. If you're going to be licking the Dorito <laughs> dust off of your finger, Thank that you. in the you privacy to... of my own home, I yes. will do this yes. and don't judge me. Not in public, though. Yeah. At a public restaurant. Thank you. Well, also, I want to make sure, like, before I eat Doritos, I would sit down and wash my hands. Okay. Because I know I'm going to get familiar with my fingers. And uh, I don't want to be grossed out after I've gotten halfway through the experience thinking, I don't think I washed my hands. Smart move. Okay, this had nothing to do with our experience. What did you guys rate it? One out of five, five being the best thing you ever put in your mouth. Muddy Buddies from General Mills. 1.5. Two. Two and a half. There we go. All right. When we come back from uh, cheat day to celebrities behaving badly, D-Bags right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live and doing all sorts of fun things over at MyTalk1071.com. Right now on the show, though, we're going to talk about some celebrities behaving badly. And Holly, what do we call them? Dirtbags. <laughs> 
Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who is your dreamer? Jerry Seinfeld. What? Whoa, Dar- whoa, whoa, Jerry whoa, 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 Seinfeld. What? What's the deal? What's the deal with Jerry Seinfeld being my D-bag? Oh. I don't know. There we go. Well, apparently he's a cheapskate, you guys. Big time. This is according to a news story over at the Daily Mail, and this is coming from a guy who is currently writing the biography of Jerry Seinfeld. You guys, he is cheap, but we know that Jerry Seinfeld is worth a lot of money. Hundreds of millions of dollars that Jerry Seinfeld is. But uh, we're getting this story from Jerry Seinfeld's biographer about a story that he heard from the late Tawny Katane. Tawny Katane, she passed away over the weekend from undisclosed causes. Uh, She of Video Vixen fame, she star of Bachelor Party, among other things. That's such a good movie. Such a good movie. Well... Apparently, the two of them dated in the early 90s. And Jerry's biographer sat down with some interviews with Tani Katane to talk about their relationship. And she described Jerry Seinfeld being a cheap lover. How so? He was a cheap lover, huh? Well, they started dating after she appeared in a 1991 episode of Seinfeld. And apparently... Seinfeld was so smitten with Tony Katane that he told friends that being with her was like being in the presence of greatness. Well, apparently that greatness came at a price because Tony Katane said that even though Jerry Seinfeld came to work every day driving a different Porsche every day of the week, the only gift that she received from him was a coach leather purse and a teddy bear. A coach leather purse and a teddy I mean, well, I like guess, I don't it. know, like she was expecting more, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, if he's driving a Porsche, different Porsche every day of the week and you're so you say that you are in the presence yeah. of greatness and all you can give me is a mid range luxury good leather bag <laughs> I can get at the Galleria. And a not teddy that Holly bear. has, you know, put these things on a, uh, you know, on a whatchamahoosets. Like, I wouldn't know where a, a, where the bag would sit in the world. Like, is in, this an amazing gift or not an amazing gift? The bag gift? pantheon. Yes. For, the bag <laughs> list. <laughs> For That's some, a middling bag. It, for somebody, I've been called worse. Yeah. <laughs> for somebody like Jerry Seinfeld. Now, we can, you know, say... It's Did they the, like date date? Or was it just like a... I think they had sex. Oh. Okay. And that they were low-key about it. Low-key sex. Yeah, low-key sex. Well, and it's one of those things, too, where I suppose the expectation is that... Perhaps you're not going mm-hmm. to be receiving something like that from a person like Jerry yeah, Seinfeld. Like, I mean, the least you could do. I don't know. What would be a better bag? Louis Vuitton. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, Hermes, if you're getting fancy. But that's not a that's not a dating bag. So maybe just like a but, nice little speedy Louis Vuitton. Like, that would be acceptable. And not if like I was a Walgreens Jer- teddy bear. And a Wal- Yeah. <laughs> and a Whitman sampler. Yeah. You know, he's, he's coming in with that. So, yeah. Tawny Katane calling Jerry Seinfeld frugal. I mean, it's just a light D-bag. You can do whatever you want with your money. Mm-hmm. Not going to... Well, I am judging right now because that's the bit, but... <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> the whole point is he was a D-bag. Get it? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld... His bag was a letter. It was a grade D. Yeah, you could gift better. I mean, it's if you can... Especially when you're at the height of your career. Yes. I mean, there was no higher point in his career, right? Well, right. He it, prob- he probably makes as much now on residuals as he does oh, during, God. if not more. 
Is he still doing that um, conversa- or coffee in cars? Or Wasn't that Jerry? Comedians in cars. Comedians in cars getting coffee. I knew there was coffee in cars involved. <laughs> I don't know if there are new episodes of that, but I think that it moved from Crackle to Netflix at some point mm. in time. And those episodes are quite delightful. Are they? Yeah. I have not had a chance to watch them, but I do love... It's just that thing with um, guys of a certain status who are able to have like all of their car dreams come true. I think of Jay Leno and yep. Jerry Seinfeld, who could just rattle on about cars for days. And Billy Joel, who have literal airport hangers for right. their collections of cars. Oh. So if you have an airport hanger with, filled with cars, Jerry Seinfeld, you can do better than coach. True. Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee Season 12 release date is uh, July 16th of 2021 on oh, Netflix. So, so there's another season. Them. Yes. I mean, that being said, if anyone wanted to gift a coach bag, I, it would be gladly accepted. <laughs> gladly. Gladly. I wear a fanny pack. The I, bar is low. <laughs> I uh, remember when I sold uh, coach bags. At Macy's at the Mall of America, circa 1995, along with men's basics. That is socks, underwear, belts. And, uh, yeah, I once was in the presence of Blossom's dad. Oh. The guy who played (laughs) Blossom's. Yeah. He was a... A customer at the Macy's. Can you tell us what he bought? No, because he went to the the uh, men's fragrance counter, and uh, I was not working. That uh, my friend was, <laughs> <laughs> and we used to take smoke breaks uh, outside, and I would smoke Virginia Slim one twenties. Yes, slow burners, slow burners, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently me. I was just going to say, can we can we nominate Bradley right now? Oh, my favorite at thing at the Mall of America. The hey, best thing that too. ever happened to me was this really attractive gentleman uh, came in with his friend, and we also sold uh, sleepwear. And he and his friend decided to try on the sleepwear in the store. Oh, and so he disrobed. In the store, and it was like, I thought, is this a Chippendale? Like, did somebody hire a stripper? Because it was like, all of a sudden, him and his friend were shirtless, uh, and they were ready to take their pants off. And I was like, you guys, we can't, we're not... There's no protective strip on those bottoms. (laughs) Yeah, we don't do that. I also had a guy used to call in and ask how certain underwear performed, and then I would hang up the phone and tell my manager. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh. It was an earlier time. Day in the life of 1995 at Macy's MOA. <sighs> it was during their bankruptcy filing. It was it was a rough uh, rough period. Yeah, but Macy's had the best bathroom in the Mall of America. The one down on the first floor. Oh gosh, why do I not remember the one on the first floor? I don't know. It's the best bathroom. I always go to the bathroom in Macy's. <laughs> I cannot, for the life of me, remember the bathroom situation now. Uh, well. Oh, well. Think about it. Okay. Simpler times. I guess so. <laughs> do you have a celebrity? I do. <laughs> I actually do. I know you all are like, I turned up for the celebrities behaving badly. <laughs> not your weird stories about underwear. perverts in the underwear department of Macy's. And Anthony Russo. Hey, give him a shout out when he can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, what's he doing? <laughs> yeah. My D-bag, thank you for asking, is Alec Baldwin. Oh, yay. Because he is slamming cancel culture. As a, quote, forest fire in constant need of fuel. So let me just paint this picture for you, and I think you'll quickly see what I'm saying here. Um, the he, he goes on Twitter, 
and yells at people for trying to cancel people on Twitter. Cancel call. He says um, the 62 year old took to Twitter to call out social media users who want to destroy the undeserving and deserving alike. You know, like Alec Baldwin does on social media by calling out people. It's just the same thing. He just thinks he's somehow a victim of this thing. Uh, I thought Alec Baldwin was supposed to be taking a break from Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> Why? Because do you remember what happened? Of course. How do you say cucumber? 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 Exactly. We don't forget Alec. We exactly. Don't forget. And he was like, no. I can't. These people are too much. And then he comes back and goes, and another thing. Oh. Right? So, like, physician, heal thyself. If you're going to have hot takes on social media, don't come after people having hot takes on social media and expect us to think that you are somehow above it all. Oh, yeah. Because you're just doing what other people do. The only difference is you're the target of what they're doing to like you don't see that you do this to people Thank right you. like alec right. baldwin repeatedly has attacked other people on social media and in other places like real life like also it's his job he goes on television and makes fun of people mm-hmm. right so like if you're gonna do that then don't you then how do you tell people not to do that like oh i can do it because i'm responsible yeah doesn't Bueller. really fly. No. Doesn't really fly. You know, I'm looking at Alec Baldwin's Twitter account. He is definitely back on social media. But that's the thing, too, where it's like, will you receive your celebrity superpowers by engaging on this platform? Yes. That's yes. how you that's that's how you you are playing the game. Also, we all understand that there is criticism on social media that is unhealthy yes. and untoward. Yeah. And it is not to say that there is no place for criticism in the world. It's just that you are literally one of the loudest, rudest people um, just in general. You'll remember he has been a, like he has attacked people in the streets. He has left heinous voicemails for his very own daughter. Right. Like, this is not a person that we want to we want to hear lessons about taking a deep breath and calming down the rhetoric. Right. Right. Unless he'd somehow had some kind of come to Jesus experience. And I kind of feel like he didn't. I don't think so. I don't either. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't either. Maybe he should, you know, focus on his very big family. Yeah. 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 Okay. Honey. Um, when we come back, I will tell you what it was really like to work behind the scenes at Macy's in 1995. Yes. <laughs> but actually, we're going to talk about Chrissy Teigen. Oh. Okay, so there's been a development. We talked about this story yesterday between there was a uh, conversation, loose quotes, between Chrissy Teigen and one Courtney Stodden. We're going to give you an update and more when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Well, before we get to an update on yesterday's Chrissy Teigen story, uh, we've got a bathroom update circa the mid-90s, courtesy of Grant and a listener. Right, Grant? Yes. Matt Matt wanted to inform Holly a little bit on those Macy bathrooms, just to (laughs) kind of reflect a little bit. Matt, how you doing? (laughs) Hi, guys. How y'all doing? Good. Good. What what intel on the bath sitch can you give us? Now, I worked out at Mall of America on the third floor way back when it first opened, around probably 98 to 2003. Okay. Now, uh-huh. Macy's Macy's did have the killer bathroom, but the third floor of Macy's had the best 
bathroom. Really? Oh, the third floor. Okay, so I'm talking about the one on the first floor. So please enlighten us on why the third floor bathroom at Macy's in the mid nineties. And for the life of the me, spot. I can't remember this bathroom. So I'm hoping as you describe it, it'll come back to my mind. So the reason it was nice for a men's room is because when you went in to go do your number two and use the stall, the door itself went floor to ceiling and completely shut you in, and the cl- and the glass on the door turned completely white so you couldn't see through or be seen. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh my God, oh. I don't remember this. We must have had an employee bathroom because I feel like that is a significant upgrade. It was hidden. It was on the third floor in the back right corner, and I went to that bathroom all the <laughs> time. It was heaven to be in that bathroom. I love, I love that some you just are. You're just being an honest human, and we've all been there. And I appreciate a good number two bathroom. So mm-hmm. you're welcome. And I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Oh, you too, thank Matt. You, thank you. you. Too. I mean, that's a whole separate conversation about you know where in different places that you find yourself in life. You can always I, have to have your secret bathroom. Can I tell you it. that I had the the pleasure of traveling internationally recently? Not this year or the year before. I mean, it was like two years ago now. Yeah. Um, and one of the most exciting things that ever happened to me was that I found this bathroom <laughs> in an airport <laughs> that was like he described, floor to ceiling. So you were self-contained. Love it. And And after a long flight... Before you're about to get on another long flight? Good place for some peace and quiet. It was like, I wanted to like post it on the internet, like, hey guys, if you're traveling from this point to this point, because I don't know about you, but I appreciate a good private bathroom. Oh, yes. Well, yes. I mean, it's not exactly, you know, we all have to relieve ourselves. We are in human bodies and it's just performing a function, but it's nice when you can find your secret place, like over on the West Bank at the University of Minnesota. (laughs) Go down to the basement. I think it was <laughs> Willie Hall, maybe. Of I'm course, not it sure. was Willie Hall. <laughs> or it could be Bligen Hall. I'm not. No, it was Bligen Hall. I think it's called Bligen Hall downstairs in the basement. I'm telling you, kids, if you're going to the University of Minnesota or it's graduation See, like, season, if like you have someone <laughs> would have like websites about like the, you know certain things. Here we are, like we'll give you bathroom intel on the best place to have a private experience. <laughs> No, it's hey, true. look, I'm all there. Like, hey. I, I think there should be an app that tells you, like, Great you app. are within 50 feet of a very private bathroom. Why are you giving that idea Yeah, that's away? a genius idea. Right? Like, is it a one, well, you know, euphem- uh, colloquially, we would call it a one-holer. Um, <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. We have one at work here that's very private, right next to TCL Studios there. you know. Oh, great. You just gave it away. Do you know the other one that's down in uh, the Conus area? No. Oh, yeah. If you ever need another one, let me know and we'll I'll talk. take you down there. Yeah. We'll talk. Let's go back. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's go back to our actual story Please. on the agenda before we get a, a call. Um, we have an update, Holly, on this Chrissy Teigen story. Now, Chrissy Teigen... 
said some hateful, hateful, horrible things to Courtney Stodden once upon a time and has since apologized for them. Uh, in fact, this week apologized for them years after the fact. Well, you made me aware of this uh, last night, I think on Twitter. There's like this there just happens to be a coincidence that's totally unrelated to anything we talked about yesterday regarding her apology, right? Yeah, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. <laughs> Word on the street, according to Target, cravings by Chrissy Teigen, her line of cookware, has been completely removed from the Target.com website. Ugh. So you're telling me that at a moment we just talked about Chrissy Teigen saying some hateful things. And really, you guys, just understand, this is not like she said something rude. She actually, in a uh, a private message, according to Courtney Stodden, told Courtney Stodden to, well, the implication is take their own life mm-hmm. so this was this was next level trolling yeah this, that yeah. that chrissy has admitted to yes that's right so this story coming from tmz saying that oh look cravings by chrissy Teigen is no longer being sold at target oh what do you know now there has been an update to the story bradley because chrissy Teigen's people are obviously talking to tmz to try to set some kind of record oh straight. sure i you would know. imagine so sources connected to chrissy tell tmz that the breakup with Target was mutual and amicable and it happened back in December and that she sells it on her own website now. So you can still get pots and pans that are Chrissy Teigen brand, but they're just not carried by Target anymore or distributed by them. So they're being like, nothing to see here. This already happened back in December. But what's interesting is that Courtney Stodden's been talking about this for a long time. She even released a song about this called Bully, or she, they, hey. excuse me, last year. So Courtney Stodden has been talking about this behavior. They made a song about it, singing about this. Mm. So the timing of this apology, in coordination with Courtney Stodden's interview in The Daily Beast, but it it just, it... We knew the public tweets had always been out there. And Chrissy Teigen, uh, this is like, so people who were paying attention, because, you know, you guys, there are people like who are sort of like all in the weeds on stuff like this and things don't rise very high up in the tabloid food chain. Sure. So this, so like Target or anybody working with Chrissy Teigen would know that this stuff exists. Yeah. And one can imagine that even though this moment right now is not the precipitating factor that led to this distancing you've got to believe that on some level somebody had made target aware of this behavior and that had to have had some impact one imagines right Uh, again i have no proof of that and so you know we speculate we speculate that's what we do here on the colleen and bradley show um and i you know you can take uh chrissy teigen at her word but it's not hard to believe that that would be that would go into the thought process behind whether or not to continue a relationship especially in this day and age when all relationships like that are suspect you have to do your due diligence to know like if you're going to be involved with a personality is that personality going to affect your brand somehow right and right? so at this moment Chrissy Teigen and her people choosing to publicly address Courtney Stodden's accusation the timing is very convenient. It's very speculative because and then Courtney Stodden said they said that they never actually talked to Chrissy Teigen, that Chrissy Teigen is lying. So about coming forward and having a conversation because Courtney Stodden, again, has been very public about 
Chrissy Teigen's bullying mm-hmm. to the point where I know we we ta- we must have talked about it last year because Courtney Stodden is not. But we a, did. Yeah, Courtney Stodden is a celebrity that's on the Colleen and Bradley Show radar. So it's all just fascinating, all the timing and and you who, know the, who was the difference. The difference, I honestly, truly think, is that nobody took uh, Courtney Stodden seriously. Sure. Up until very recently, because most people looked at this story and said, here is a, quote, child bride. Here is somebody who is, you know, uh, who decide to marry an older man for fame and fortune. Mm-hmm. Nobody stopped to think, like, what you're really saying is that a 16-year-old child um, was fully aware of, you know, what they were doing. And in a way that today we just would look at that situation and say that 16-year-old is not making a well-informed choice and nor should be in a position to feel in any way compelled to marry a 50-year-old man. Right. Right? The conversation, the cultural conversation around Courtney Stodden has changed. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks for that update. When we come back, another question for you. You win the lottery. What's the first thing you're going to do? 651-641-1071. Give us a jingle. We're talking big bucks when we come back.